Welcome, cadets and captains, to a brand new episode of M Class Podcast. I'm Jeff. I'm a Josh. I'm I'm here. He's a Josh, and he's here. I'm ready to do Star Trek. <laughs> right at the top of the episode, I think it's important to point out that I'm sick and Josh is tired. We're sick and tired. We're of sick and tired bad of episodes of Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> but this is a good one, so that's fine. Yeah, I got my COVID booster, and, uh, yeah, I died, and then I came back to life, so... I, I, I thought I had COVID, but it turns out that I, I took a test, and I don't. I don't know what's wrong with me. You failed your COVID test? I got an F on my COVID test. Oh, jeez, is that bad or good? I don't know! <laughs> this is a good episode so far, I think. I took one <laughs> once, uh, and I don't know if I did it right, but I was negative, and I chose to believe that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's check in at this point. Is this a good episode so far? <laughs> Let's take a good episode test. Oh, we failed. We failed. Shit, Shit. it's bad. It's not good. This is, I believe, Daruma's uh, Renaissance Fair collection. If it's if it's not Daruma's, I'm sorry, but I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah, this one actually had Renaissance Fair in it. Yeah, the, the Renaissance Fair, the planet founded by Renaissance Fair people is very funny. Uh, yeah, I didn't get it, though. I thought it was a reference, because the show has lots of references to Star Trek, and apparently it isn't, but no. that's funny. This is an original idea. Mm. Um, it's a good idea. By the way, we're talking about Lower Decks Season 2, Episode 7, Where Pleasant Fountains Lie. Lie as in, like, L-A-Y? L-I-E. They lie, like, they're liars? Yeah. <laughs> Is this a good episode so far? <laughs> I'm trying to just I'm just trying to like determine like what it means. I guess it means nothing, right? Like I don't know actually. Well, that's the th the thing is the episode is built around a lie. Like the the right. the Billups part of the episode is built around a lie. So um, And so is the Mariner part. True. Cuz she lies to Ransom. And then, of course, Boimler is pretending for the rest of the episode, which is a lie of omission. Yeah, that's true. But it's for a good cause. <laughs> yeah. It's a pleasant little white lie. A pleasant fountain's lie. I love this episode. I forgot about it. So I love watching these because I haven't gone back and watched them, rewatched them again. So it's very new in my brain. And um, I enjoyed the Lower Decks a lot. I can agree with that. I actually still haven't sat down and watched Lower Decks past season one. Oh so, my god! Uh, I think it'll... <clears throat> shit, I'm sorry everyone. I oh think it'll god. be more fun if I watch the episodes fresh in collections, but I'm probably going to give in and just watch all of it fairly soon, so it doesn't matter. Well, the new ones are good, too. Season 3 is popping up every... What is it? Th Wednesday? Thursday? Thursday. I, I think it's Thursday. It's Thursday because Harley Quinn comes out on Thursday, and I gotta watch two cartoons. You gotta. <laughs> I have to. I gotta clock in and watch two cartoons no, today. It's gonna be rough watching two fucking hilarious cartoons. Yeah, Lower Decks is hilarious. If, if <laughs> you are listening to this and you haven't given Lower Decks a try, I don't know why you're listening to this, for one. Yeah, you and should. For two, you need to give it a shot. It's a great show. Um... If yeah. you don't have Paramount Plus, which I don't recommend, <laughs> uh, you can you can steal it. That's fine. 
We don't recommend. <laughs> yeah, we we don't recommend you getting Paramount Plus. Yes. is what we're saying. Yeah, I don't recommend Paramount Plus. I recommend. My favorite is theft. that we pay. My favorite thing is we pay for the no ads. But you know what? We still get one ad. Yep. We still get an ad for something else that's on Paramount Plus, which we already are paying for. So okay. So how in the fuck <laughs> is this advertisement? Effective in any way, shape, or it, form. It, it, it's dude. It's television. They cannot get their fucking brains around that. That's not. It's not like that anymore, man. There is a great documentary, and I forget the name of it right now. Um, that's but it's a, helpful. It's about. Um, I'll figure it out sometime. <laughs> it's about like when fil- the film industry started changing to digital f- cameras, and that's what's happening right now with streaming, like. Like, the industry cannot get its mind around that things have changed. <laughs> like, we're not oh, yeah. We're not going back. No going back anymore. I uh, think that's trying. a problem that's plagued Hollywood every time something has slightly changed with yeah. Hollywood. Yeah. Like, think about the catastrophic fallout when movies went to sound. That's right. Then when they the had talkies to, yeah. came in. Yeah, they had to have, like, speakers and shit. Like, it, the whole thing, man. Whole thing. I wish I remembered the name of the silent movie star who was, like, a gigantic star in the silent movies. And then when the talkies came in, he had, like, a really shitty voice. Rudy Valentino. Oh, yeah? That's his name. I believe that. Why not? Um, yeah, he had, he had, like, a real high-pitched, like, I'm a little baby. Like, he yeah. talked like a so weirdo. He, he got, like, one movie role after Talkies came in and then never worked again. I think there's a, a movie, like, a biopic about him. It's in sound, ironically. on, on um, The Simpsons about him. <laughs> I think he had, like, a fucking horrible life. Well, and the thing is, if you go back and read about any of the silent movie stars, they all had some sort of absolutely excruciatingly terrible life. Well, they did live in the time of, like, no toilets, basically, so... Yeah, I mean, Like, I toilets guess, were new. That was cool. <laughs> I guess the people who got off easiest are, like, uh, Charlie Chaplin was just, uh... He, he probably got off the easiest, because he was the biggest star, yeah, he he got he made it through the gauntlet, right? Yeah, I guess um, this isn't what this podcast is about. Anyway, um, <laughs> this, all filler, no killer. That's our that's our M class guarantee. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this episode was written by Garrick Bernard, who Garrick uh, wrote this. Yeah, Garrick from Deep Space Nine wrote this. He's fucking great. Um, no. Uh, Garrick Bernard, who got his start as an actor on the TV series Single Drunk Female. Then is that like a uh, single female lawyer? From single Futurama? female lawyer having lots of sex. <laughs> sex. <laughs> well, actually, Single Drunk Female started in 2022. Apparently, he's he's just on the show as a character named James Chambers. Oh, I don't I don't know this show. Um. He he's been on a show called Quinta versus Everything. What channel was that on? <laughs> Puppet History? <laughs> Wait, are you just saying things now? Are you just like putting words together? Pure now? moods? No. Um, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. But he say is a He seems to be like a a writer in the um what the fuck is his name? The community 
and uh Mhm. You got it. <laughs> Rick and Morty guy, the Rick and Morty guy. Oh, Justin Roiland. Uh yeah, he seems to be like a Justin Roiland staff writer who Oh, okay, um, well, that makes sense. who moves back and forth between Solar Opposites and Star Trek Lower Decks. What's Solar Opposites? Um it's a Hulu series about aliens who crash oh, on Earth. It's it's the same style, yes. Yeah, it's the, yeah I got gotcha, you, I got gotcha. you. And uh, this episode was written by um, J or directed by Jason Zurich, hmm. who um, got his start as a storyboard artist on Ducktales, the new one, the new one, yeah, um, starring Ben Shapiro. No. Ben, <laughs> ben Schwartz. Ben Schwartz. Actually, I think it looks like he got his start as a uh, storyboard artist on um, the Venture Brothers. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, he got his start as a director on the new DuckTales series. Okay, okay. Venture Brothers is amazing. Yes, it is. It's, it's so good. Wild that there's so many like year and year and year and year long breaks between yeah, the I series. Know. I know. It's done now, right? It's over. Yeah, the Venture Brothers started in 2012? God, it feels... No. No, it was before that. I think you're right, it was like It was like 2005 is when it started. That's nuts. Yeah, 2003! It was three. It was three. That's yeah, wild. Yeah, because I remember it started when I was in high school. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 2003. Jesus, Fuck. It's so good, though, man. It is great. It started in 2003, ended last year, so... Damn. So it run. has... Six what? seasons? Seven seasons? It has, like, a grand total of, like, 50-some episodes, maybe? 60-some? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, we're not talking <laughs> about that. We're talking about Lower Decks. I just I like to give a little props at the beginning of every episode to the writer and director... Yeah, we're contractually obligated to do that. <laughs> By Paramount, ever since that t-shirt debacle, they control the show now. <laughs> they somehow, like, movie swindled us out of the show, so we're working our off our debt now. <laughs> working our debt in the pain minds of every last <laughs> podcast. Watching two cartoons every Thursday is horrible. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So, uh, we start out this episode on a planet where uh, Captain Freeman and Commander Ransom have defeated an evil supercomputer named Agamus. <laughs> cool name. Which has uh, caused two sides of a society to fight a war that lasted a century. There's some really funny lines when he... <laughs> He's like, oh, how embarrassing. <laughs> He's like, well, you know, usually it's people with uh, some sort of spiritual or religious leader. At least it wasn't that. And it shows a flag behind him yeah. with, like, religious imagery, imagery and Agamus on it. And he's like, yeah, of course, not that. Agamus is like, is like <laughs> yeah, like has, like, sunbeams coming off of him. He's like, oh, yeah, that, uh, yeah, yeah. At least it wasn't that. <laughs> But they're going to um, give the Agamus to the Daystrom Institute roboticists to do whatever they want with, which sounds like foreboding. But then at the end of the episode, they just kind of slide him into a wall. Dude, 
<laughs> that shit is great. It's, it's very Indiana Jones, right? It's it is. Like... It also is like a great joke about how often a rogue yeah. supercomputer does shit in Star Trek. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, interesting fact I did not pick up on in the episode, Agamus is voiced by Jeffrey Combs. I noticed it right away. I was like, ah, Jeffrey Combs, I love you. I do love that guy, but I, I didn't notice. It was I watched this very late at night. Agamus is funny. Agamus he's actually, is hilarious. He's actually like a great character. I wish he would come back. He's, he's like, oh, uh, Commander Ransom, you're so big and strong. I bet you could throw me into that nearby control console with a network port. <laughs> And Ransom's like, that one over there, that'd be no problem. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. He's like, <laughs> and then he puts him down and he's like, ah, oh, you're smarter than I thought he's you were. He's like, I underestimated your intelligence. It's crazy that you're only the commander and not yeah. the captain. <laughs> and he shuts the thing. <laughs> yep. Ransom's I love anyone hungry? And one of the aliens like, I gotta eat. <laughs> I love how this is just like this is like a new dawning of their civilization and they're just like, oh, that, that's over now. I could eat. <laughs> I I think one of the best recurring styles of jokes in Lower Decks is the jokes about like this is absolutely mundane yeah. shit that they deal with all the time even though it's bonkers crazy. Yeah, the, yeah, you just you know, I think there's a line l later where, it, where Rutherford's like, I guess, like, being in Starfleet just means that, you know, we're just going to be dead for a while sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes you're going to think I'm dead for a while, and you can deal yeah. with that, right? And she's like, like yeah. yeah. And her eyes are twitching. <laughs> <laughs> um... There's a great there's a great joke where Captain Freeman is like has a horribly upset stomach because she ate alien street food. Yeah. Why do I keep giving it a chance? I figured you'd like that a lot. You'd be like, hell yeah. Uh, right? I also have stomach problems. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we all have that one thing we keep giving a chance, right? Yeah. Maybe this time it'll be different. Maybe if I eat cheese this time, it'll be fine. Yep. <laughs> Uh, they get a hail from a starship, the Monavine. Yeah. And we meet uh, Paulana, queen of the Hyperians, <laughs> which is a great name. It's very like Conan the Barbarian. It's, yeah, it's Hyperboreans. Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Freeman's like, oh, what can we do for you, your majesty? <laughs> Oh, we're having engine trouble with our dragon engine. <laughs> we need your help of your chief engineer. And then he comes in. Phillips, Phillips comes in, and he's like, uh, what do you need? And she's Mother. Like, yeah. Yeah, she's <laughs> like, oh, you've been eating well? You look thin. Your mustache looks like it's thinning, and... He's, hello, mother. Yep, yep. Dun, dun, dun. Now, what's gonna happen? It's crazy. <laughs> uh, if anybody here is a fan of um, How Did This Get Made, the podcast, um, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of it. Um, Andy Billups is played by Paul Shear, mm -hmm. and Queen Paulana is played by June Diane Raphael. Uh, 
two of the hosts. We could have got the hat trick if we just could have got Jason Manzukis in this episode somewhere. Oh, I, I was shocked when he showed up in Invincible. I was like, really? Yeah. Jason Manzukis is, <laughs> is this guy? All right, all right. He's got such a distinctive voice. It would be a shame if he didn't get deep into voice acting like he has. I, I love him, and just every time he is like ranting about something as a character. He's just, like, got that, like, and then I said this! (laughs) So fucking funny. Yeah. Like, everybody knows that I've watched Community a million times a year. (laughs) And there's an episode where he plays, um, like, a head of the drama department. Yeah. And he's doing a stage production of The Karate Kid. (laughs) And he starts just berating and shitting on Chang. Yeah. He's he's like, uh, if, if you were a real human being, I'd feel bad about this. But you're not. You're subhuman garbage. What, I'll tell you what. Why don't you take my script that I wrote with my heart wrap it up and stab me in the chest with it. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be better than listening to you act for one more minute. <laughs> and then he's like, uh, Annie, you're great. Do what you do what you're doing or do different. Whatever. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Dude. Uh, anything that he's in is I I watch immediately. It's I it's fucking it's, love Jason Manzo. He's so funny. If, and if you if you love Jason Manzukis, I cannot recommend How Did This Get Made anymore. Yeah. It is so fucking funny. Yep. Anyway, <laughs> it is a little weird that Paul Shear's wife is playing his mother in this, but whatever. I think that's part of the <laughs> joke, right? Because there's, there's a really weird, like, uh, Freudian moment at the beginning of that's this. That's very where, true. Where he's like, I'm never going to have sex, mother. And she's like... We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> they're like, what? Like, so fucking funny. <laughs> uh, Boimler is cleaning a phaser rifle, and there's a great fucking joke where Mariner's like, yeah. what's the difference between that and a regular phaser? And he's like, yeah. you gotta use two hands. <laughs> <laughs> Which is true, because like a phaser set on kill makes you turn red and then disappear. What does yeah. a phaser rifle do better than that? It vaporizes you. I don't know. Maybe a phaser rifle can vaporize like a car? <laughs> I don't know, man. I think there is a scene in TOS where they shoot a car in the past with a phaser and it turns red and disappears. There you go. But it wasn't a phaser rifle. It was just a phaser. Oh, well then, what is the difference? He held it with two hands. <laughs> it looks cool. It looks sure. really cool. <laughs> but he's going on a mission with Ransom to wrangle giant centipedes on the planet Dansk. I love how this is just, like, janitorial work for them, right? Yeah, like, it's just, like, something that you just have to do, right? It's yeah. just a shitty mission to get put on. But Boimler's excited... Because he gets to show off for Ransom everything he learned aboard the USS Titan. Yeah, he keeps talking about the Titan. Yeah, he went on um, like a exchange program for a summer to the Titan. So he's, he yeah. came back from summer camp. He's like, at summer camp, we did this. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> My best friends at summer camp said I was cool. But like... Boimler is like, you're just jealous of my great mission, Mariner, because you have to go on, like, a shitty mission... Uh, to the Daystrom Institute. <laughs> sounds super boring. 
Yeah, so she has to deliver Agamus. To, yeah. I like we don't how they know just pawn. Yeah, I like how they just pawn this off though on like in the <laughs> lower decks. Yeah. yeah, get take Agamus to the institute. Who cares? Yeah, take this fucking deadly ass computer. They don't have Worf to pawn it off on, so they have no. to do it to the ensigns. <laughs> <laughs> I do love the joke where he's like, we used to do this w- type of wet work all the time. And Mariner's like, oh, don't call it that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he gets a message pretty instantly, of course, destroying his dreams because he's Boimler. Mm-hmm. He in- he's going to have to go with Mariner instead. Aww. And she- he's like, oh, no, my chance to show off. And she's like, oh, well, you know... It'll be better for you so you don't get eaten by arthropods. <laughs> she has, the whole point of this episode is she has zero faith in him. Yeah. And she doesn't even hide it very well. Yeah, up until this point, like, he's actually kind of a shitty idiot, right? Yeah. Like, he's not, like, very good at anything. No, he's he is the most middle-of-the-road person that ever existed. And yeah. that comes through in his work as well. <laughs> He's good at organizing stuff. Um, That's a compliment. <laughs> I love... It's the best compliment you can get for him, really. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Cerritos rendezvous with the Monavine. And Billups is... He gives a big speech in front of engineering. And he's like, And don't forget my mom's usual deceptions. Yeah. Yeah. And Rutherford's like, what do you mean? What? Yeah. He's like, oh, you know, she's the queen of Hysperia. Uh, uh, his home world that was founded by Renaissance Fair fans. <laughs> so they all decided to create a Renaissance Fair planet, and, and every scene that we see on aboard on board the Monavine, there's just like people in tights dancing everywhere. There's like it's yeah, there's like bards and fucking like dancing ladies and wenches and shit. So fucking funny, dude. Um, <laughs> But he's the prince, and he abdicated his birthplace so that he could join Starfleet. Yeah. And apparently, if he ever loses his virginity... He's, like, telling everyone in engineering this, by the way. If he ever loses his virginity, he'll have to resign from Starfleet and take his place as King of Hysperia. Which, like, what? Yes. (laughs) And his mom is constantly trying to trick him into having sexual intercourse. Yep. (laughs) Not with her. It's not this kind of show. No, no, no. But it's almost. I mean, it it crosses a line. It's just not that far. Uh, It doesn't get stuck in a dryer. Let's just say that. (laughs) Maybe in the GIF version of this episode. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) Maybe. uh, Who sends us the GIFs of Tendi? I don't remember. Everyone was talking about it for weeks, but someone actually did. Um, (laughs) uh, Queen Paulina comes into engineering, and Billups immediately is like, I will not be tricked into having sex, mother. And she's like, oh, don't worry. I'm not here for that. I I still want you to forget your dreams and hopes and become king of our people instead yeah. forever. Yeah. But, you know, it's fine. <laughs> she's like, There's a fighter you, plane flying over. Uh, oh, sweet. Yeah, the Germans are attacking. Oh, so cool. Um, <laughs> I do love that she's like, your career is, is so insignificant and unimportant. But, you know, as long as it makes you happy, that's fine. It's so passive aggressive and motherly. She's uh I realize that trying to 
force you into having sex with someone was only pushing you away. (laughs) (laughs) Our dragon engines have run out of mana, so we need you to come and look at it. I love how they call everything some magic fucking term. Hyperia will be defenseless without the Manova. Or the (laughs) shit. Man the Mon- Monavine. Manavine, yeah. And Billups is like, you know what? Fine, I'll help. As long as you accept me as an engineer and not as a prince. And she's like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing stupid or weird is up. This is like a funny like play on like the Troy coming to the ship, right? Like, Oh, yeah, Luoxana coming. Uh, yeah. yeah, like Luoxana shows up and shit gets kind of goofy. Just because she's, like, a telepath, right? But this is, like, kind of an interesting play on that. Yeah, somebody's <laughs> mom shows up and causes nothing but fucking trouble. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, Billups is like, oh, Rutherford, you come and help me. And he's like, oh, I don't know. I'm going to be, like, out of my element. I don't understand how to do anything in high yeah. society. <laughs> She's like, Tendy is like, oh, you need to get out of your comfort zone. And he says something that I'm going to remember for the rest of my life and use as much as I can. (laughs) But I love my zone. It's so comfortable. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, can you really turn down working on a new engine you've never seen before? Mm -hmm. And he immediately pops a robo-boner. A robo-boner. A A robo-boner. He's like, yeah, I gotta see how that engine works. Yeah, I gotta get my hands on it. Tendy's like, oh, you know, you should go for it, and really, you might learn something. And uh, also, make sure that you bow deeply, and you know, don't use your outside voice when you're inside, and keep the teacup on the left side and the for- salad fork <laughs> on the right side. <laughs> He's just like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go to fucking Renaissance Fair Planet, dude. Dude, yesterday I saw a post, and I missed it by so far. It's in It was in uh, Massachusetts anyway, so it would have been a drive. But um, these people put on a like Renaissance Fair type day that was um, the, like, I forget which family it was, but it was a halfling family reunion, like a hobbit day. Oh, that's cool. And everybody went dressed as hobbits, and the conceit of the day is that you were all a family going to a hobbit family reunion. Ah, that's fun. So they played, like, hobbit games and had giant meals and played music and, like... Did they shoot off a giant dragon firework? They did do fireworks. I don't know if they had the dragon one or not. Did Gandalf do it? Gandalf was not there. Gandalf. What do you mean Gandalf was not there? He was too busy. He he left for 40 chapters. He would be back later. Don't worry. Gandalf, quit leaving the story at the fucking height of it. <laughs> he left for 40 chapters so he could show up and cause a big beam of light and then It'd tell everybody to run. Cool. <laughs> run! Fly, you fools! Dude, so I want to I do that. I want to do that let's, so bad. Let's fuck this podcast. Let's go do that. <laughs> it was like a couple weekends ago. <clears throat> we missed it. I'll have to keep track of it. Maybe that's something that like we can do next year. Because they do, they're doing it every swords. year. I, think. I want swords. Hobbits don't have swords. I want 
mead. Oh, they'll definitely have that. What else do they have? Pipe Pigs weed. In a bl- pipe weed. <laughs> Long bottom leaf. The uh, <laughs> the halfling's leaf has reared. What did he it say? Has what? slowed your mind. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so Mariner and Boimler are going to Earth to the Daystrom Institute in the shuttlecraft Yosemite. Like the like this the character from Warner Brothers. Yeah, like Yosemite Sam. That's who it's named after. That's yep. <laughs> Mariner's like, uh, don't worry, we'll we'll drop off the cargo container, we'll grab some Okinawan ramen, and then the shuttlecraft fucking immediately starts spiraling out of control. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they hit some green, some space green. They hit that gravimetric sheer green. <clears throat> And uh, autopilot's down. They try and use manual controls. They don't work. All that Star Trek standard shit. Sorry. I have hiccups. It's not good for a podcast. Why did you drink a bottle of vodka? Uh, I don't ask you fucking personal questions on the <laughs> podcast. What do you... Uh, they they land on a desert planet and like it the Yosemite is like obliterated on the planet's surface. It's wild that Boimler and Mariner get away with the injuries they do. Like Mariner has a broken arm. I think the inertial dampeners like make a crash landing totally survivable. Well, that yeah, was always my... no chance it wouldn't otherwise. Like you would die instantly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean they're going like Mach three, yes. right? Like that's like you'll explode if you hit the ground at Mach 3. And it looks like they did for the most part. Like, the ship is fucking obliterated. But, um... Yeah, Mariner has a fractured arm and a dislocated shoulder. She pops it back into place and Boimler's like... Yeah. She's like, it's just a fracture. (laughs) Um... there, There is a, um... A great moment. Oh, no. They do the, um... They can't do a distress call and everything. They're out of communications range anyway. Yeah, they do this great joke where Mariner's like, "Oh, the replicator still works." Yeah. Iced tea and it's like black licorice, warm. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like the most unnutritious thing that tastes the most like poison. <laughs> It's like, Which is true. Like the best description of black licorice I've ever heard. Absolutely disgusting. <laughs> Dude, black licorice. Oh, God. Uh, but the crash landing has opened the crate, and we find out Agamus is inside of it. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, help me out. I can help you. And they're like, we're, we're not allowed to talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're not supposed to talk to you. He's like, I could contact help for me, for you. Just plug me into the communications relay. And he has these little tiny little tendrils that he sticks. <laughs> He's like, always trying to grab onto stuff. Vroom uh, <laughs> vroom. Yeah, we're a family. I know. <laughs> uh, I really shouldn't point out when there's noise in your background. That's I asking could. for trouble. <laughs> I could move to another room, but that requires, like, doing Fuck stuff. Fuck that. And I'm not gonna do that. Sorry. Also, it's very, uh, sunny in here. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Sometimes I do like to look at the sun. I don't like to be in it, but... No. <laughs> Wait. Am I the Boimler of the show? Oh, no. 
shit. I think between the two of us, our listeners understand who's the Boimler and who's the Mariner. Oh, so. <laughs> Speaking of that, I'm going to have some room temperature water, and we'll be right back after these messages. After these messages, we'll be right back. Imagine a world where time drifts slowly. A world where music carries you away. Experience pure moods, the perfect soundtrack for your way of life. Direct from Europe, this multi-platinum collection has won the hearts of millions. Set adrift with the timeless pleasures of tubular bells. Or take a trip into the unknown with the X-Files theme. No other collection gives you the feeling of pure moods. To order pure moods, call the number on your screen or send check or money order for the amount shown, plus shipping and handling. Rush delivery available. Call now. And we're back. Hopefully you enjoyed that Pure Moods commercial. Sail away, sail away, sail away. Damn, enjoy. Theme from the (laughs) X-Files. My uh, one girlfriend in high school, her dad used to listen to that shit in the bathtub. Damn, I would too. <laughs> Fuck. Knowing what I know now, he was getting high. He was smoking weed. Oh, there. man. Fuck. That sounds like the most perfect human experience to ever happen. <laughs> but, like, Being I don't Being in a listen- goddamn bath with a cold, hot bath, cold drink, pure moods playing, <laughs> just blazing. <laughs> Like, I think I would get scared when the X-Files theme came on, It's true. I always wondered why one of the creepiest themes in television history was on pure moods. They they could put it on there, that's why. They could do it. Yeah. Somebody owned it, and they put it on there, and they could do it. It was name recognition, right? Like yeah. People would get it yeah. just because they love X-Files, and they want the yeah, techno that, yeah. X-Files theme. Yeah, techno... <laughs> What they should have put on there is, like, I was fucking listening to the Plock soundtrack earlier. Oh, wow. Holy shit. Um, Plock has the scariest fucking uh, boss theme in video game history in it. I'll have to check it out. I'll have to sh- I have to send it to you when we take a break. It's fucking great. It's send it to it's me also when I'm in the bathtub getting high. Makes you headbutt, too. It's awesome. Makes, <laughs> makes you headbutt your children. Um, so That's cool. <laughs> so Billups and Rutherford um, head over to the Monavine. And <laughs> Billups is like, I just want you to know, Hyperion culture can be quite distracting. Yeah. And then the doors open, and there are 30-foot-tall portraits of Billups <laughs> on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> the ship is like a castle. It's just, it makes no fucking sense, no, right? It like, makes no sense whatsoever. There's like horses and shit in the hallway. <laughs> And they fucking, like, open the bridge, and the bridge has, like, fire spitters and, like, jesters and dancers and shit. Yeah, because that's, like, the throne, right? And they all start going, like, his highness, your highness, your highness. Yeah. yeah. Welcoming him back, and he's like, yeah, hello, well, you don't have to do that, that's that's fine. No, that's cool. Yep. 
Yep. <laughs> what does the one uh, guard, like his guard, say to him? The the female one says oh, something fuck. truly like foul. Like I was like, yeah. whoa, that was really graphic. I don't remember. Fuck. He's like, we'll just have to. He's talking about the engine, right? And he's like, we'll yeah. just have to run run a diagnostic from the bottom up or something. And she's and she, she's like, you could run a diagnostic on me from the from bottom, the bottom up. up, from my bottom up or something yeah. like that. It was like, I was like, holy shit, damn, <laughs> Billups is gonna lose it. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't last long. <laughs> uh, so they head down to the engine room, and Queen Polona is there, and she's like. Uh, our our dragon engines mana isn't she's working. Like, she's like our blacksmith can't figure. Yeah, out our blacksmith. It's blacksmith. beyond our blacksmith's capabilities. Yeah, and Rutherford's like, what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's like, Phillips is like, yeah. This is how we we call everything like magic. Man. Yeah, they the Hyperians renamed all equipment to make it sound more magicy. I love it when Rutherford's like, ah, uh, well, the elf matrix, and Phillips is like, don't, 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 do, don't that. do that. <laughs> <laughs> the elf matrix. Although I love that the fusion reactor is called the dragon's blood flame. Yeah. It's a million times cooler <laughs> than fusion reactor. But um, <laughs> the subspace field matrix should be online. And we all understand what that means. But it's not for some yeah. reason. Yeah, which, like, the engine should explode. And Billups is like, well, if the if the subspace field matrix is offline, the plasma would be unregulated. Mm. And Pelon is like, is this problem too much for the great Starfleet engineer? Yeah, she's poking him, right? He's like, we just need to run a full diagnostic. from the. That's what he says, from the bottom no, yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Or from top to bottom is what he says. That's what it is. And the lady is like, you can run a full diagnostic from my top to my bottom. (laughs) (laughs) And then he's like, all right, let's get to work. He's got to protect that V card. (laughs) Billups, Billups. (laughs) They fucking love Billups in the engineering room, man. (laughs) He's got to be a great boss. Virginity for everyone. (laughs) Uh, Mariner has put her arm in a sling back on the desert planet. By the way, this desert planet is super cool looking with like all the, like yeah. the haze in the air and like the destroyed ships laying everywhere. Yeah, you can see like a Saturn in the sky. Like I, I love when a planet has a Saturn in the sky. It's the Saturn in the sky. Yeah, it's a really cool sci-fi thing. They uh, they bring Agamus with. Even though uh, Mariner's like, just leave him. Just bury him in the sand like Data's head. (laughs) Data's head was in a cave. Thank you very much. I like how how, um, fucking Boimler is like the check. He's like a nerd check inside the show. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's fairly clever. It's a clever thing to add. I bet you anything they wrote the Data's head joke, and then one of them was like, we're going to get a tweet like this. Just have Boimler say it. Yep. Or it was like, no, that wasn't Data. That was before, right? And then... Yeah, B4's head was buried in the desert. Yeah, he was buried. They were like, well, we better correct this. (laughs) Um... Agabus is like continuously like, oh, just put me in the communications thing. I can help. Yeah, I can open the door. I can do this. Yeah, I can fix the replicator. 
He's like, oh, you, your skin is so pockmarked and dark, and you, you look so sick. <laughs> and Boimler's like, really? <laughs> Mary's like, god damn it, Boimler. Stop listening to him. Yeah. Stop listening to the evil supercomputer. They tend to talk a lot. None of it they say is going to help you. Yeah. Agamus is like, just connect me to an engineering conduit, and I'll make you a sonic shower. Yeah, wouldn't that feel good? <laughs> Uh, but then, uh, fucking Saylot shows up. Oh, like an evil Saylot. Yeah. <laughs> like the anti-Saylot shows up. It doesn't look like, it doesn't look or act like Scooby-Doo at all, so you know it's an evil Saylot. ruh Spark! But uh, they, like, freeze in place, but Agamus is, like, continuously like, Look, I can help you with this beast if you put me into the weapon system! Yeah, he's constantly, yep. So the monster, like, <laughs> runs at him. They phaser fire, doesn't do shit. So they run back into the shuttlecraft. And <laughs> I love... In any other show, the monster would be, like, beating down the door the whole time. Yeah. Even though it doesn't make any sense. In the in this show, they were smart enough to be like, well, it would eat the rations first. Yeah, it goes after the food. And it's just going to town on the food. Just you know? going ham on the rations. It's eating all of our rations. And then they got to use the replicator again. Oh, it's like, uh, what is this? It says black licorice. Black. Black. <laughs> Dude, oh my god. Can you imagine, like, being hot and just eating a black licorice? I, I could not imagine eating a black licorice. At all. <laughs> I would rather starve to death, personally. Yeah, me too. Uh, they're trying to keep the creature outside of the shuttlecraft door, and Agamus takes his chance, right? He, like, connects his weird little tendrils to a pad sitting on the ground. Yeah, starts yeah. data transferring. And it's it's uh, Mariner's like personal pad. Yeah, a Mariner like grabs, like smacks it away, smacks the wires, like stop. <laughs> and he's like, I'm just stretching. <laughs> She's like, if you don't cause any trouble, I'm gonna. If you cause any more trouble, I'm gonna destroy you. I'm gonna shut you down. <laughs> There's there are no Federation laws that stop me from kicking you to death. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But he completes the transfer, which um, comes up a little bit later, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah, Mariner's like, water, please. And it's like, black licorice, black. (laughs) And she just, like, throws it. Boiler's like, we need to find water soon. There's life on this planet, so there has to be water present. Sure. And Agamus is like, I'll guard the computer while you're alive. (laughs) It's getting to the point where it's just so insane. And Jeffrey Combs is just, like, being Jeffrey Combs, right? He's just going full blow, like, full bore into the role. And it's, like, so silly, like, every time. I love love that Boimler makes, like, uh, like a baby, like, the the thing that, like, people carry babies on their back with for the Oh, uh, baby Bjorn or whatever they're called. Yeah, Bjorn for Agamus and carries and she, Mariner's like, what the hell are you doing? Like, and he's like, oh, come on. But he's like, he has a plan, right? Yes. We don't know yet, but... Yeah, yeah. But she's like, let's just leave it. And that's where the Data's head thing comes up. But Boimler's like, yeah. 
uh, we're Starfleet officers. We have a duty to respect mm-hmm. all sentient life. And she's like, Starfleet, fucking Starfleet regulations. Stupid <laughs> Starfleet morals. <laughs> they find a tree in the desert. Mm-hmm. And scans say that the fruit from it is edible. So they go to town on the fruit. Yeah, Boimler tries to climb the tree because Mariner has a broken arm. And he's like, because I was rock climbing on the Titan. <laughs> She's like, if you say one more thing about being on the Titan. Yeah, yeah. He's like, you're just jealous that my summer away on the Titan gave me more skills. I'm closing the gap between us. Uh-huh. And then Boimler instantly falls out of the tree. <laughs> Eats it. <laughs> and he kicks it, the fruit falls, and there's a dark liquid inside. They drink it. They're drinking it. And they spit it out. And Mariner's like, I can't believe that the only drinkable thing on this planet tastes exactly like black licorice. Oh my god. Can you imagine? They're drinking it in such a fucking funny way where they're like, they're like gagging it down. Yeah. Oh my god. Again, I would just die. It would taste like like the green NyQuil. Oh, oh no, no thanks. Ugh. Agamus never, is like, take me back green. to the ship. I'll fix your replicator for you. <laughs> yep, yep. How about some tea? You could have a cheeseburger, blueberry they, muffins, or and they're like, shut up, don't say it, guacamole. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then they do bury him in the sand. <laughs> it, cut, it cuts to them shoveling dirt onto him. Uh, this it feels worse to recap this show because I'm just saying the jokes from the show. No, but it's it's funny though. Like it's I don't such know a this fucking show, funny show. Yeah, it, I I don't know how they did it, man. I don't know how they like made this show Star Trek and silly. It, I don't I, I don't I think know. It's unbelievably obvious that this is meant to be a parody of Star Trek. Yeah. They're they're not trying to pretend like they're not a parody in any way, shape, or form. Right. But then they always, like, like how Rick and Morty will do, they'll switch the tone, right? And it'll, yeah, absolutely. it'll turn into like a like a heartfelt moment. Rick and Morty, it's more like a depressing moment. But, <laughs> but in this show, it's like a more like an uplifting moment. And everybody who works on the show really loves Star Trek, and you can tell. Yeah, that, that's, they're like parodying that's... from a place of pure love. Yeah, yeah, you can make fun of the things you like. I love, <laughs> I love that crabs carry Agamus on. <laughs> <laughs> One of them, like, hisses at Boimler. It's like, what the fuck? And then uh, Agamus plays his trump card. He, uh, mm-hmm. When he accessed the memory banks on uh, Mariner's pad, he has, for some reason, he has video of yeah, Mariner well that's, talking to Ransom. That's, like, another great joke that they do a lot of, is, like, they'll replay the footage from the movie, right? In a, yes. In a, they do that in this show a lot, and they never mention it but it's it's always funny to me uh mariner's like you should take boimler off the mission to dance he's not ready yet and ransom's like oh i thought he was ready for this mission i thought he was cool yeah (laughs) (laughs) boimler runs up and starts like berating mariner like straight up like you got me pulled from the mission 
you don't think I'm ready. Mariner tries to like lie for a second. Yeah. Because he's like, she's like, what did Agamus tell you that? He's trying to get mm-hmm. us to fight, you idiot. Yeah. And then they do fight, even though she they has like, a broken arm. <laughs> they like fist fight. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> um, she's like, I'm gonna take Agamus and I'm gonna walk with him until you stop listening to an evil supercomputer <laughs> lie to you. I love how, like you said earlier, they're just like, this happens all the time. <laughs> you need a timeout. Uh, back on the Monovine, Billups has recalibrated the plasma injectors faster than anyone in history. <laughs> yeah, Rutherford's like, Sarah, you're recalibrating those resonators like crazy fast. He's just jizzing. He loves it so much. <laughs> He's like, the faulty resonators are degrading from the resonance. You know, from resonance. <laughs> they do so many, like, uh, gobbledygook, like... Technobabble Technobabble shit. jokes. Yeah. It's yeah. so funny. Yeah. <laughs> Bill is just like, but it didn't come up on the initial scan. That's strange. Mm-hmm. Pelon- Queen Pelon is like, the Royal Navy is saved. Hip, hip, hooray. <laughs> And then there's like a fucking loot guy. <laughs> She's like, I'm I'm impressed. I'm I'm not proud because I'll yes. only be proud when you take your place on the Hyperion throne. But I appreciate what you've done. And Philip she says, like, I'm oh. satisfied. Yeah. <laughs> a Freeman, Captain Freeman's like Billups to the ready room. He's like, you finish this up, Rutherford, and I'll be right back. And I love that he, he shows up and he's like, you wanted to see me, Captain? And she's like, yeah, I only called you so that you could have an out to get away from your mom. Yeah, she's <laughs> smart, man. She's like, oh, it's, it's it Billups. Like, it's been different this time. I think she's on the way to actually respecting me. Mm-hmm. Captain Freeman's like, oh, well, you know, I understand her position as a mother and she only wants the what's best for you. Yeah. Which is, a, sure, some bullshit parent shit. That's some shit parents say and when they get indoctrinated into the parent cult. They want you to do what they want you to do, but it's yeah. best for you for well, some reason. What's best for you, yeah. yeah. And then yep. um, the Monovine fucking explodes. A giant <laughs> hole explodes yeah. in the side of it instantly. Yep. Uh, they rush back to the Monovine, Captain Freeman and Billups, and uh, the crew are all like running around screaming. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah, the bard's like yeah. hairs on fire and shit. Phillips <laughs> is like the readings were nominal. What happened? I can't figure it out. Mm-hmm. One of the, one of the guards walks up and kneels in front of him, holding like a sash, and he's like, "Long live the queen! The queen, the queen is, is dead." dead. <laughs> um, this now Phillips is the king. Phillips is the king. He hasn't even fucked yet. He's the king. Uh, yeah, not yet. We get a little um, scene in the sick bay where Dr. Utana is like, Tindy, I'm, I'm sorry to tell you this, but there was an accident on the monomine. Mm-hmm. Tindy's like, well, we can prepare for triage. And she hand, Tana hands her a pad, and she's like, Rutherford's been killed. He's dead, yeah. And she's and, dead, Tendi. And Tendi starts crying. It's sad. Yeah. And uh, she's like, uh, scarred for life after this, I got to imagine. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Mariner and and Boimler uh, have finally met daylight on this desert planet, 
and they start to find, uh, they're like searching ships to find if they can, you know, find anything that uh, works or anything that's intact. Yeah. And they f- I think Agamus is like, oh, this one's engines work or something. Yeah. And Mariner's like, oh, the outer hatch is sealed shut. We'll just leave. And Agamus is like, well, I can open it. Yeah. And Mariner's like, oh, let's just go to another ship. <laughs> I love how there's like a way out, but there's like, nah, there's got to be another one. <laughs> Boimler's like, well, Agamus can get us into the ship. What's the problem? Yeah. And they start arguing. Mm-hmm. And, uh... <laughs> This is when um, this is when they start fighting. Actually, oh, this is when they, they get fight. into the fist ah, okay. fight because like Boimler is listening to Agamus and Mariner's like getting fucking pissed off about it. Yeah, like you're too naive. I can't believe you're listening to this guy. Yeah, she's kind of like, well, that's why you're not you're not ready for the the arthropod mission because <laughs> you're listening to this dumb computer, right? Like Boimler pulls out a phaser. And Mariner is like, you don't have the guts to. And then he shoots her. <laughs> he fucking stuns her. And she passes out. And Agamus is like, oh, you had no choice but to do that, my yeah, boy. Yeah. Let's get in the ship. He's the devil. And uh, Agamus opens the door and they walk in. And you're like, as a viewer, you're like, Boimler, you fucking moron. Yeah, I can't believe think, this. Yeah, you're like, of course Boimler is doing this, right? Uh, Free- uh, Captain Freeman's going over the the casualty list, and Billups walks in with the two Hyperion guards that with with his mom, which are apparently the fuck guards. We learn <laughs> yeah, they're just sex concubines, like they're not yeah. even guards. And Billups is like, oh, I gotta resign from Starfleet, and they just start putting shit on top of his costume, like yeah, the- king shit. <laughs> yep, yep. And Captain Freeman's like, you don't have to do this. And he's like, the throne is vacant and the Hyperians need a king. <laughs> yeah, what will they ever do? I must perform the royal copulation. <laughs> he walks out of the room, he's like, will it hurt? <laughs> I love that Freeman wishes him luck. <laughs> <laughs> will this hurt? <laughs> uh, Tendi... Um, sort of refuses to believe that Rutherford's dead, as, like, anyone would in this scenario, so she searches yeah. for him, and it turns out his cybernetic implant is still working. Yeah, and there's a really sad line when she's like, oh, part of you is still alive. I must get to it, and, like, runs yeah. off. Um, Tendy's going fucking through it at this point. Yeah. No gif fun is gonna make this any different for her. <laughs> Back back on uh, the desert planet, Mariner wakes up and she's like, "Oh my god, he's fucked us." Yeah, we're done. We're done. Uh, <laughs> Boimler has taken Agamus to the bridge, and he's like, "Are you sure this ship can fly?" And he's like, "Yeah, just put me into the ship's computer navigation access. computer, yeah, the navigation controls." Yeah, and he's like, "Oh, it's locked behind a panel. We'll need an auxiliary power source." Agamus is like, "Just use my battery. Hurry." Yeah, yeah. And he connects into the console, the power comes on, and Agamus starts laughing immediately. I love how when he's doing his fucking, like, villain monologue, he's, like, on a pile of skulls. (laughs) (laughs) It's so fucking cool. Uh, Back on the Monavine, uh, Tendi is like, I can't believe I sent Rutherford to his death. Mm -hmm. And she opens the door, and... 
Uh, everybody's still alive. They're just having a grand feast, and Rutherford is there, just eating. Yeah, eating some turkey leg. And she's like, oh, you're okay, you're alive! And Rutherford's like, what? He's like, she's like, yeah, we got beamed over here. Yeah, it's a, it's a big, like, thank you dinner for us fixing the engines. Yeah, yeah. And Queen Kalan is like, a toast for my son, the king, who's right now losing his virginity. Yeah. <laughs> Rutherford's yep. like, he, he, Phillips doesn't want to be the king, and he'll never be. He's the engineer instead. Yeah, Phillips loves his virginity. <laughs> And Pelon is like, I don't care. He shouldn't be wasting his time on the Cerritos. Mm-hmm. There's a great moment where Rutherford tries to contact Billups, but a loot player is like jamming his signal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's fucking stupid. And Rutherford's like, I gotta save his virginity, and runs off. And Pelon yeah. is like, uh. You're you're already too late. My guards have been trained from birth to skip foreplay. <laughs> it is like such a fucked. It up. is so fucked. <laughs> it's a fucked up sentence, man. Rutherford <laughs> runs into Billups' quarters. Billups and like the two guards are sitting bored on the bed. <laughs> they're yeah. They're just, Billups is uh, in the bathroom. Like, come on, come on. You're the king. You're the king. You're the king. <laughs> Billups, he's like, everything was a trick. Everything was a trick. Billups, you don't have to yeah. do this. And he's like, my virginity is intact. <laughs> Back on the Bill desert ups, planet. Billups, Billups, Billups. Boimler connects Agamus to the ship. Mariner runs in and she's like, what have you done? Yeah, you fucked up. And this is when he starts doing his evil speech. With the materials of this ship, I'll be yeah. able to produce a fleet of murder drones. Yeah. <laughs> he has, like, horns come out of him and, like, it's like fucking skulls. Explosions in the background. Yeah. <laughs> yep. You were a fool to trust me, Boimler. Boimler's <laughs> like, actually, I've been having you transmit a distress signal this entire time. Yeah. You just yeah. got boimed. Got boimed. He's like, all you control is the dimmer switch. <laughs> Mariner's like, wow, I really thought you were siding with him, but you tricked him. Boimler's mm-hmm. like, well, I had to make it seem like I was on his side. Yeah, he needed to gain his trust so he could get his his power supply, right? And they like, fist bump, and Agamus is like, I'll blind the both of you! And just yeah, starts flicking like, the lights on her. The light on <laughs> It's awesome. Uh, the engineers get to have uh, cake in engineering because Billups still got his V card. <laughs> and Queen Paulana comes in and he's like, How could you fake your own death? It's fucked up, man. She's like, Eh, thought it would work. Yep. He's like, I love my life in Starfleet and I don't want to live on Hysperia, even if it means I'll be a virgin for the rest of my life. That's what she's like, we'll, we'll see. see, son. <laughs> oh, my God. And she leaves and everybody goes, Billups, Billups. <laughs> oh, my God. He's a vir- Billups virginity, Billups virginity. <laughs> Billups kept his virginity, man. Uh, Tendy's like, I'm sorry I pushed you to work on the Monavine. And Rutherford was like, no, nah, it was a great time. I should definitely put myself in danger more. Yeah. And she's like, well, I guess... There's just going to be some times where I think you're dead, huh? And he's like, I guess so. (laughs) And she just starts twitching. (laughs) Dude, it's fucked up, man. 
uh, Mariner and Boimler get rescued, and along with Agamus, and <laughs> Agamus is like, uh, "Look, you've shown me that true friendship <laughs> and understanding is better than manipulation." There, I've deleted all my manipulative subroutines. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm ready to be good for a change. And it instantly cuts to him being slid in the wall at the Eastern Institute. Like, I love how he's like, drop me off at Starfleet Academy. I'm ready to sign up. I'll be the new Seven of Nine, Agamus yeah. of One. <laughs> yeah, and they slide him into the hole in the wall. And he's, he's like, I'll destroy you all. I'll conquer the lab, take over the Federation, and kill all humans. Mm-hmm. And then all the other computers start activating, be like, no, I'll kill all humans. The one is like, that was your speech. That was pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good, dude. Fuck, man. This show is so fucking funny. It's so silly, but it's it's great Star Trek. Like It really is. And, like, <laughs> I'm really impressed with... Because, like, this show could be, like, a family guy type of animation, right? right? Where, like, nothing... Nobody is really ever animated beyond, like, ones and twos, like, standing. Yeah. yeah. And, like, walking and shit. But, like, they put so much effort into that scene of the computer monologuing. Like, skulls, explosions, fire, like, ships flying through the air. Well, that's what kind of, like, um... Reminded me of like you, you said that the guy worked on Venture Brothers. That's a very Venture oh, Brothers yeah, it is. thing, right? Where like something like totally metal is happening. Yes. And you're like, holy <laughs> shit, this is fucking sick, right? That is yeah. very Venture Brothers, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> but like I'm getting a tattooed on my whole back. You should. Get yeah. Boimler standing there looking scared. <laughs> <laughs> I love that Boimler is also standing on a pile of skulls. Looking yeah, he's scary. on his own little pile of skulls. Yeah. Yep. Uh, like, they, like, put all this extra effort into creating, like, genuinely alien-looking worlds. Like, when they crash land, they didn't need to make the backgrounds look so fucking sick, but they did. They didn't need to put a Saturn in the sky. No, they didn't need to make all those crashed ships, each one looking different than the other. Yeah, it could have just been. Yeah, it's 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 not it's not out of uh, like without love, right? Oh like, yeah, there's there's definitely a craft to the show that yeah. you don't see in other adult comedy animation shows. Yeah, I would love if Paramount gave you an uncensored version. Not that the the beeping isn't funny or whatever, because like I think sometimes it is funnier. Sometimes beeping is funnier, depending on the scenario. Yeah, but I've gotten used to watching like Rick and Morty without the beeping, and it's just it's just so much better. <laughs> Honestly, it's just funnier that way. I don't know. <laughs> it's weird because I've gone on record before saying that I don't particularly like it when Star Trek characters like say anything harder than like damn or hell yeah yeah but i'd be fine with that this is a parody it doesn't need to follow the same sort of standards yeah i think the difference between like like these characters saying fuck and like them saying it in picard is like them saying it in picard was like oh my god wasn't that fucking crazy it was was very (laughs) similar to having Dick Grayson say fuck Batman in the advertisements yeah. for the Titans. This ain't for your Titans. mama's Titans. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This exactly. ain't your mama's Star Trek. Dude, the Titans is like fucking DC Riverdale, dude. Yeah, like pretty it's much. dude, it's fucking 
I stopped watching when Beast Boy did something completely out of character that he would never do, and I was like, I can't, I can't do this. I was like, I can't. The characters in that type of show do whatever is necessary yep. to add drama to the yep. show. It, yep. None of them have a character or any impetus of their own. Dude, he wants to talk to Batman, and then Dick Grayson is like, okay, you have one job. Uh, when Superboy wakes up, you call Batman. And he's like, yes, finally! And then Superboy wakes up, and he looks at the phone, and he's like, nope! <laughs> For no reason. For no reason. Fun. Super, super fun to watch that shit. I'm also a big fan of them being like, okay, we're going to do the Teen Titans and we're setting it when Dick Grayson becomes Nightwing. He goes from Robin in one season to Nightwing in the other. Yeah. We have 7,000 characters from that time period that we could use for this show and hundreds of storylines. Uh, but <laughs> people going. know newer comics more, so we'll just go ahead and put Superboy in it. We'll put Superboy in it, and we'll put the bird people in it? Well, Hawk and Dove were around at that time, but what a strange choice, though. <laughs> that's, just, that's what I mean, like, that's fine, but, like, I, alright. <laughs> sure. And they didn't even use, like, the brothers, because Hawk and Dove were originally brothers, and the idea... They talk about that later, Yeah, though. the idea is that Hawk is, like, a warmongering right-wing piece of shit, and yeah, Dove, Dove is, like, is... a hippie fucking tree-hugging pussy. Yeah, yeah. Their words, not mine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the idea is that they're constantly arguing and clashing over their differing ideals as superheroes, mm. But instead, they were just like, we need a hot girl instead. Yeah, we're going to put Dove in this, and she's going to fuck somebody. (laughs) Somebody's getting fucked by this this girl. That's what this show's about, fucking (laughs) teenagers fucking. Yep. It's Riverdale. It is Riverdale. Except no Cheryl, so. So worthless. Speaking of Riverdale, try and figure out how to fit that into the commercial break because we'll be right back after <laughs> these messages. I mean, I'm just going to put it in. All right. Kev found something in the woods. This is Cheryl. It's got to be. We must return to the old ways. That's just how things roll in Riverdale. There's something in there. He claimed to be the devil. That guy is the devil. I know who you are. There's nothing more that I want than to have your baby. Spirit, reveal thyself. Don't hurt her. Look at what the black cat dragged in. Riverdale, five-episode event, Tuesday, November 16th. Stream free next day, only on the CW app. Welcome back to whatever the fuck this episode is called. Nobody knows. Nobody (laughs) fucking knows. Where fountains don't tell the truth. Where fountains are filthy liars like... Jeff. Aww. Aww. <laughs> Don't play innocent on the... Just because we're recording. You know what you did. I didn't do anything. I made it to the <laughs> boss. That's true. 
Actually, I don't think I made it to the boss. <laughs> no, that, that, we're talking about Plock. That game fucking is terrible. That's a terrible game. It's not a good game. I rented it twice, and I don't think I made it to the boss either time. I found out yeah. the, the boss music fucking slapped ass because it's by... Um, uh, shit. I wish I remember the name, but there's like a game composer... From mm-hmm. like the NES, from like the Amiga through the Super Nintendo times, and he just got all these games like Pictionary, and like <laughs> we we played that too. Yeah, did you guys notice that the music doesn't fit the game whatsoever? It's like probably. way better than the game should be. <laughs> it's pro- probably we uh, that was a while ago. That was I think like a couple years ago. He would just get these like regular ass fucking like game like game games not yeah. like video game games but games based right. on shit that were boring as fuck like board games yeah and he would <laughs> blow the fucking speakers off the place for some reason <laughs> he would go way harder than he should in any way He's shape like or form s- fucking skrillex of games dude uh you know i could look this up <laughs> He's like the Kelly Rowland of... <laughs> yeah, he's just as hot. Tim Folan is his name. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. And, uh, like, this dude has his own Wikipedia page, which is not something that a lot of uh, video game composers have. Yeah, there's that one guy that we always talk about. Um, God, I can't do... I don't remember shit, man. Tommy Tallarico? Tommy Tallarico, Yeah, yes. he's the only other one I can think of, besides, yeah, like, Japanese one. composers. Yeah, but I mean, like he did uh, Solstice, Silver Surfer, Spider-Man, <sighs> X-Men, Arcades, Revenge. Plot. He did a couple of good games. Silver Surfer, the unplayable video yeah, game. Yeah, the the game that you literally cannot play because it's so yep. bad. It's terrible. <laughs> um, but he he did like a ton of games. But I mean, like most of his shit that he did is like fucking the incredible Crash Dummies. <laughs> uh, we played e- like all of these Equinox, Treasure Master, Pictionary, Solstice. Yo, I have. I guess what I found at Ollie's. What'd you find at Ollie's? Literally anything on Earth. I found a new version of Fireball Island. A new version? Apparently, there's a new remake version of Fireball Island. From the 80s. Did you and get I it? Wanted, yeah, it was 14 bucks, That's dude. That's fucking sick. I was like, yup. <laughs> Fireball Island is one I always wanted. I yes. always wanted that. I remember seeing the commercial and just being like, oh my god, I want that so bad. But I didn't have any like brothers or sisters. Yeah. So I, I, there's no reason for me to get a fucking board game, right? Like, Yeah, I had the same dilemma. I had a brother, but he was uh, an addict, so it didn't matter. <laughs> He was in the attic? Um, no, nah, he wasn't like fucked at that to that point, but he was a douchebag, so I never played anything with he him. He was older he's older than you? He's like six right. years yeah. older than me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh so he didn't want to play with a kid. I guess I understand that, but he didn't have to be a douchebag about it. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um yeah. <laughs> This time on Jeff's therapy session. <laughs> No, uh, I always wanted Fireball Island because the commercial, like you said, it was almost as good as Crossfire. It almost sold you as hard as Crossfire did. It was Crossfire, but, like, with a distinct sort of, like, Indiana Jones feel to it. absolutely. Also, you, I think I had, like, a monster truck in it or something. (laughs) I don't remember that. I think that, yeah, I think one of the things is you drive a monster truck up part of the island or some shit. I, I don't know. I, it was 80s as fuck, though. 
I wanted that, and I am uh, completely unbothered to admit that I also wanted uh, Mall Madness. Yes, I also wanted Mall Madness, too. I wanted Mall Madness very much, please. I've play- I played Mall Madness in high school. Nah, oh, you lucky fucker. With a bunch of girls. Well, that's how it's meant to be played. Yeah. <laughs> and then I made out with the one. Because you won the game. <laughs> that was the prize, yeah. The prize is you get to make out with one. <laughs> you win twice, too. <laughs> it's double win. Ah, <laughs> do I gotta make out again? <laughs> I just want to play more Mall Madness. Oh, I'm just so full of Mall Madness. Uh, so... This is a part of the show where we sit down and we uh, take a gander at our giant foam board that we keep here with us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, where we have rankings of every episode of Star Trek pinned to it on our patented Cochrane to Catfish warp scale of quality. Yeah. As it's in our office. What? <laughs> in our office building that we In our own. office space station. <laughs> We <laughs> in our warehouse-like space station, warehouse-like building. The uh, point uh, of this scale is to give a uh, extremely biased review of yeah. every episode of Star Trek that we come across. At least since we started doing it, we're not going back and doing any of the older ones. Fuck you. I don't remember what episode we even started doing this. I don't know. It feels newer than it probably is. We've probably been doing it for a really long time. Yeah, well, there was a couple years where, like, the Earth stopped, and yes. uh, those are blurs to me. I don't remember it, it what It all seems like one year to me. Like, the fact yeah. that it's 2022 is quite strange, because it sure seems like 2020 to me. Feels feels that way to me, too. The the way the Cochrane to Catfish warp scale equality works is that if you get a one, that's the worst you can get, and that's a Cochrane, even though it's from the good movie, and it's a guy <laughs> who founded the Federation. <laughs> and uh, if you get a ten, that's a Catfish, even though it's from one of the worst episodes of Star Trek in history. Yeah. Uh, don't question it. What do you get? What do you think about this episode, Josh? Eight solid eight. <laughs> You want to expand upon that, or... Nope. <laughs> All right. Well. No, 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 no. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, it's it's really good uh, parody Star Trek that actually reverses into itself to become actual Star Trek. Like, I like Jeffrey Combs a lot, so that bumps it up <laughs> a lot. Uh, I don't know. It's funny. It's good. It's just an eight. Just a, so- a solid eight. Not going to give it higher than an eight. Because there's better episodes of this show. Um, but yeah, there you go. That's fair. That's extremely fair. <laughs> I'm going to be different. I'm going to be... Okay. Uh, I'm going to be a negative Nelly. Wow. I'm, or maybe a positive Polly. We'll find out. Polly Pocket? I'm going to give this a different score than Josh. Are you writing it down? I'm giving it an eight. <laughs> <laughs> I always God. end up giving it such a similar score, but we do have similar tasted Star Trek for sure. Yeah, we're we're the same person, and we finish each other's dicks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's not wrong. <laughs> the um, the fact that there are better episodes of the show is literally the only reason this is getting an eight because it's extremely funny. 
Yeah. The storyline was engaging the whole time. There were character building parts of the show for sure. Yeah. Like Boimler really starts to starts to come into his own at this point in the series where he's yeah, really been this, a bumbling idiot up until Yeah. This point. He gets like kinda fun and cool. Like, especially in the the new season, the episodes so far, like he does this like thing where he's bold Boimler, and they're all like <laughs> concerned about it because they're like he's gonna get himself killed, you know. Like he's but, he's growing as a character, and that's yeah. something that I think this show also has over a lot of other adult animation. Yeah. Uh, again, I I think I've mentioned before I don't watch. I've never seen Bob's Burgers, so don't come at me with that shit. I've never know. seen Bob's Burgers either. I, I don't know. know. Maybe the characters change and grow. Look, I, don't I gotta know. watch. I gotta watch two animated shows on Thursday. I got on my I'm. Full up. It's, I don't have time. It's for a Bob's hectic Burgers. schedule. It's, it's fucking rough. crazy, crazy Thursday. It's a crazy week. Got to go on <laughs> Thursday and watch two episodes. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm giving it an eight because, uh, like I said, I really enjoyed the comedy in this episode, but it also still had this weird core of Star Trek that I, I don't think anything out of Lower Decks has ever kept intact while still being goofy as fuck the getting trapped on the planet is like super st- like star trek that's right star trek like 101 shit yeah that's that's this star trek yeah. and like outsmarting the villain is fully yeah. star trek for sure yeah i yeah. so yeah i'm gonna give it an eight i don't feel bad about that at all why would you because we always give everything the same score i don't give a fuck people <laughs> Um, tell me that the best setup for a podcast is to have two pe- two hosts who are very, very different from one another. D- that's uh, what they say, huh? I- I'm not even sure that we're visually distinct enough from each other to count that. <laughs> well, we are cracker-ass honkies we're, who look the same. Yeah, like bald-ass <laughs> cracker honkies with beards. Wearing glasses, like, yeah. I mean, I mean, we do have fucking ripped ass abs, it's but true. that's that's just even more confusing because it's really confusing look- because the rest of our bodies are quite doughy and flabby. <laughs> For some reason, the abs are perfectly defined. <laughs> I always do ab day. Yeah, never only skip do ab, ab day. day. Yeah, only do ab day. ABS always be sizing those abs. IBS. <laughs> That's that's why your abs are ripped <laughs> from the gut wrenching diarrhea. Could that you, you imagine <laughs> that if I if I actually had IBS on top of lactose intolerance, I would just I think I might just uh, boim myself at the end of that. Yeah, you you would have a bad time. It would suck. IBS I is bad. Uh, yeah. Again, if you're sleeping on lower decks, you are missing out. Yeah, lower decks is great. Um, I thought it was going to be terrible, so and did I. man, am I glad I was wrong. I, Seriously. I was like, I avoided watching it for two straight seasons, yeah, because I thought it was, it had to be horrible, like, I'm, I, I do differ with Josh in a lot of ways, whether you believe that or not, and we'll see. one of them is that I actually hate Rick and Morty. I've watched, yeah. I've watched three or four episodes picked like randomly. I understand why people hate it. And I hate it. Which is wild because like 
um, the guy who is, like, actually, like, the big head honcho who's in charge of Rick and Morty, who, like, created it, is the guy who created Community, which, again, is, like, yeah, yeah. crack for me, apparently. Yeah. So I yeah. thought I would love it, but um, I do not. <laughs> it's um, it's a ride, and it's, I don't know, maybe I just think that that type of... You have to have a high IQ. Humor is... No, 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 I did not say it. You don't have to have a high IQ. I just think, you it like, it's depressing. Like, it's depressing There's humor. definitely a lot of that, which is, like, uh, why I never... Like, I think BoJack Horseman is okay. Yeah, but I, I never, never watched got it. super into it. Little goes a long way, though. Yes. Um, but, like, so I already had that sort of negative connotation of even just the style of yeah. Lower Decks. And that's grown on me a lot. Like like I said, I was talking about in this episode, they put so much extra effort into animation at points that yeah. really make it pop, and it grew on me in a big way. That's why I... Also kind of happened with the Ninja Turtles... Oh, like the, the new rise yeah. of the Ninja Turtles. Like I hated that style when they yeah first I don't like that showed style it, either. but like the the action in that show is fucking immaculate. Yeah, yeah. I uh, that's why I kind of like Rick and Morty too. Is that the action scenes are they're like action movie storyboards, right? Like they they actually like give a fuck about. Like you said, for this, like they give a fuck about like the backgrounds and stuff, and that's that's all interesting to me. So. Yeah, I get that. But um, yeah, no, I I also was very lukewarm on lower decks because, you know, things haven't been uh, going so great over there at Paramount. So I don't know. It's an understatement <laughs> of the year. <laughs> yeah, I've been uh, extremely pleasantly surprised by lower yeah. decks to the point where I really love the show now, and uh, I was just regular pleasantly surprised with strange new worlds i quite like that show a lot too i was i think i might have been more surprised well, at I was, strange I was new world more surprised but there's still uh quite a there's a few things in strange new worlds that i really really don't like yeah it seems that they like man here, here's the thing right so like the animated series is can like get away with a lot more i think because they don't have executive producers like breathing down their necks all the time right yeah, they're just yeah, like oh the animators right. like, they're doing their thing and we're just gonna let them work on their little cartoon you know and what i mean don't have any faith in animated yeah. shows they don't think they're important right so they you can kind of get away with a lot more but strange new worlds is a big production so they they are like well what we need is like fucking dinosaurs <laughs> yeah we need an <laughs> aliens they, episode yeah and then they put in fucking dinosaurs and you're like all right okay like, I, I will say that i do love strange new worlds it's a great show yeah. and i recommend yeah. it but there is an asterisk next to that there are parts that i i really don't like that i hope um yeah don't become the focus in the next season yeah we'll see Agreed. we'll see um again Watch Strange New Worlds if you haven't. Can't recommend it enough. Not Strange New Worlds. Yeah, watch that too. Lo lo watch watch Le the Lower yeah. Decks is what I'm saying. I cannot still, recommend Lower Decks enough. We still have to watch uh, Prodigy. Yeah, haven't, we have I haven't, not watched Prodigy yet, which does have Jake, Jason Manzukas on it. It does? Yeah, he plays one of the kids. He plays the uh, Tellarite. That's funny. <laughs> which is like perfect for him, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I didn't know the dude was supposed to be a Tellarite, but he is. Like, one of the characters 
like the heavy set guy is like a talent there's runner. a yeah there's a fucking uh character in the new the last last week's episode of lower decks and i'm not really sure what he's supposed to be if he's supposed to be a talent right or not but he kind of looks like a wookie <laughs> i was like is there wookies in star trek that's fine <laughs> i i'll send you a picture i can't like i don't really know what he is your, I thought maybe he was mom. just so weirdly into. <laughs> it's my mom. It's yo mama. <laughs> yo mama. I'll find it later. Okay. We'll, figure it out. we'll we'll talk about this elsewhere. In elsewhere, it, we will go to elsewhere with the Khajiit, and we'll talk about this. Which part, the south or the north? This episode was brought to you <laughs> by patrons just like you. If you'd like to bring this show to the air, keep us going, keep us fed and homed, then you can head on over... <laughs> and chipped and spayed yeah, and neutered. spayed and neutered. Head on over to patreon.com slash mclasspodcast, where for as little as a dollar a month, you get access to behind-the-scenes posts, wallpapers of every episode art I've ever made for the show, and access to a Discord full of your fellow patrons and Star Trek lovers to, uh, I don't know what the fuck happens in there, but I bet it's fun. Oh, it's uh, like an orgy. <laughs> don't advertise it that way. <laughs> it's like seven orgies. Don't expect <laughs> anything to happen to your genitals in there. <laughs> don't expect it, but be ready for be it. Be ready for it at all times. <laughs> uh, for a little bit more dough, you get access to other podcasts we've done. Jeff and Josh Shoot the Shit, where we talk about literally anything but Star Trek. And a commentary track series called Jeff and Josh Talk Over Movies, where we've done commentary tracks for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the Super Mario Brothers movie, Rumble in the Bronx, Beastmaster 2, and more. We did The Mummy. We just did The Mummy not too long ago, and that was a fun-ass track. I think people may have actually enjoyed that one for a change. I don't remember. <laughs> we should do all Brendan Fraser films. I would do that. Start with Encino Man? Encino yeah. Man? Yo, I saw Encino Man in the movie theater. God, you're old. Um, My grandmother took us, because, you know, she was like, I'm not watching these fuckers all day. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I feel yeah. that very much as an adult. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. And she got to go watch her fucking movie, right? Whatever it was. I don't Sleepless know. Sleepless in Seattle. Probably Sleepless in Seattle, yeah. You've Got Mail, probably, yeah. actually. No, it was before You've Got Mail. Uh, it was 93? Well, uh, thank you to all of our patrons who keep us going, and uh, definitely become one at patreon.com slash podcast. Thank you to Vitizen for the use of his track Outer Space Race for our theme song. You can find his music anywhere better music is sold on the internet. Uh, he's hard at work right now working on a collaborative effort called Dream Pass. Check that out. Is that uh, like Xbox? <laughs> I literally like reset trying to figure out Game Pass. Okay. Like, I just fucking, like, stared at the screen and my head started tilting. I was like, wait. I need to hear your brain hard drive click, <laughs> click, 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 click. Scratch the disc in there, man. Yeah, Jesus. Right? <laughs> yeah. Check out Dream Pass. Check out Vitizen. Um, you can find any information about M-Class Podcast that you're looking for over at mclasspodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter at mclasspodcast and shoot us an email for our other program that we do, mclassemail at gmail.com. 
Yeah, if you want to help out the show in another not financial way, you could go to uh, Apple uh, Podcasts and rate and review us, or Spotify, or whatever. iTunes, that's the word. Yeah, iTunes is the word. That's the word. Uh, We have a new one. I'll read it. (laughs) Oh, yeah, hell yeah, go for it. It's five stars from Sul E42069. Nice. Sounds like a robot guy. Uh, hilarious in-depth look at Star Trek and life. Ooh, Ooh. and life. This show is so bubbly, cloying, and happy. (laughs) (laughs) Just like root beer, baby. Just like root beer. Once you listen to enough of it, you'll be sucked into a wormhole of Star Trek reviews and musings on life. The show has an active Discord community, orgy, as well well, where you can meet like-minded Trek boys and orgy participants and take part in watch parties, Jackbox, and game streams. That's nice. They do that there. Oh, yeah. Jackbox and game streams. Hell, yeah. I love Jackbox. Jeff and Josh... Uh, become old friends, even reading your emails with remarkable patience and fairness. Aw, thank you. That's incredibly sweet. And some of the emailers write professional-grade Trek stories that'll spellbind you. I cannot recommend this podcast enough. Aw, Sully. Thank you thank so you, much. Thank you, Sully. That was great. That was sweet as fuck. I have a, I have a fucking review boner now. Um, speaking of we have a new one, we have a new yeah. podcast that you might want to check out. We do? Yeah. <laughs> Believe it or not. <laughs> I guess it's still new. Huh. We're five episodes into that, bitch. It's oh, entitled yeah. Bros Before Pros, and it is a <laughs> prompt-based storytelling podcast with me, Josh, and our buddy Rich Masters, who you might remember from Masters Peace Theater on our yeah. email episodes. And, uh... Yeah, he's the Duke of uh, Cornhole. (laughs) The Duke of Cornhole, bitch bastards. Bitch bastards. (laughs) Bitchard bastards himself is on the show. We just uh, shit talk this man on our podcast. He's too sweet. He's He's just too sweet for for life. Um, It's uh, B R O S. Letter B, number four, P-R-O-S-E. Anywhere better podcasts are streamed or listened to, uh, it's we each write a uh, specific story based on prompts given to us on Twitter. And uh, I tend to write horror stories. Josh tends to write fantasy, like a certain podcast we contractually shouldn't mention. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, set in the same location, the same world, Daranos, it's back, baby. Daranos is back. Get and your shirts. There should be shirts. We should do shirts at some point. Um, <laughs> and Rich, uh, of course, writes sci-fi stories most often, although he did write a fantasy story, or did he? Uh, yeah. I mean, He's a wild card, man. This, this dude tricked us all. You need to get in on it. Fucking... He fucked my brain up. He fucked our brain. <laughs> With his word stick. Um, also, fuck you to the people who gave us two stars and one star on M-Class. Oh, what? Uh, it looks like we maybe one person gave each. Oh, okay. Uh, fuck both of you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Hard line on this one. No, but check out Bros Before Pros. It's a great podcast, and we have a great time doing it. Also, follow it on Twitter. We don't have enough followers. 
get on Twitter. It's Bros Before Pros Pod. Yeah, check that shit out. We both have it in our um, Twitter bios. So mm-hmm. just click the link. It'll take you right to it. Thank you to everybody who tuned in. Thank you for everyone who supports us. And we will be back in one week's time with more M-Class goodness. Bye-bye. I'm mentally ill. Trick with your boy.